This is Marianne Window. And this is Mary Lou Lloyd. And welcome back to episode 11 of How the Hell Did That Happen? Mm. <laughs> Don't sound so <laughs> thrilled to be back. <laughs> well, we did do one. We This is actually take two of our welcome back. Welcome back, Cotter episode, because we actually did one and we had technical issues, so we couldn't put it up. So when we posted that we were going to have one up last week, we weren't really lying, uh-huh. but things happened out of our control, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Things happen, and then, and then of course, like anything else, um, similar to when you type some big, long thing, and then... Uh, all of a sudden the computer crashes or whatever and you lose it. It was similar to that. Um, and we had had done a big, long um, episode and we realized later that we had done something wrong and uh, it was hard to pick the steam back up after that. But here we are. We're back. We are back. And, uh, yeah, I. it was really funny because people were probably thinking that we were in some big feud or a big fight or something but we've just been incredibly busy mm. and uh i know you've been busy but i've been doing a stupid election mm. here in australia um are you finally calming I... down with that by the way <sighs> well yes kind of i i've had a bit of a a lull in in terms of going back to normal hours instead of working 14 hours a day mm. so crazy it's gonna ramp up again because so do you guys have... have like the elections every four years so you your job is pretty chill and then it gets really busy right <laughs> three years uh, but it three. seems like it comes around in a snap yeah i bet i'm just trying to think last time yeah but but see i was doing a different job this time which meant that i had to do more mm. and it was um Pretty stressful because it's it's compulsory voting in Australia, unlike America. Right. So everyone has to show up, and uh, I think I was in charge of. Well, we call them divisions, but it's uh, probably about a hundred and five thousand people oh, who man. have to vote, which mm. means you have to count them three times. By hand, ah. no mechanical intervention. <laughs> That'll anyway. do your head in, yeah. <laughs> yes, it did. And as you well know, my head doesn't need to be done in anymore. <laughs> There's enough floating around in there. But um, anyway, that's boring. But I, <laughs> it's funny because one, some people at work were listening in on this podcast and they're going, how come you haven't done an episode yet? And I went, what do you think? What do you reckon? <laughs> Anyway, we're back and we haven't we haven't had fallen off cliffs or done anything bad. We've just been really busy. But um yeah, we had an, a lot of people contact us after the last uh couple of episodes that we did back in April about Nirvana and Kurt Cobain and those sorts of things and we had CBS do a story. So, um I'm glad that the feedback has been pretty positive about your stories and recollections and you know it was a big part of um, your life and a part of pop culture and a part of our whole history in terms of music so 
um, thank you for for doing that too, I must say. Mm. It was pretty cathartic, but I have to say that afterwards, um, I uh, got it. It was pretty, it was very emotional um, to, to talk about uh, that story as much as I did talk about it. Um, I had never talked, I've always talked about the story, but I've never really talked about it to that extent. And I'm glad that I did. And um, it was a really nice way of kind of, uh, I'm letting it go, you know what I mean? And uh, Yeah, and it was, it was timely too. Uh, yeah, I mean, 25 years, that. that's just so crazy to me. Blink of an eye. Yep. Um, and it was such a, you know, like we talked about in the podcast, it was, it was quite a time. So, um, yeah, but I, so afterwards, after I did, after we did that, uh, I was pretty emotionally drained and I really had to kind of, um, step back a bit from, um, from social media in general and just chill out and, uh, spend some time like. I've, I've taken up gardening. I know that sounds mm. really like, yeah, gardening, woohoo! But yeah, no, gardening's really good, and it it is very healing, I reckon, because you're just getting your hands dirty. You're doing something that you know people have been doing since the dawn of time, and you're actually not relying on technology or anything like that. You're just out yeah. there in in nature yeah it's it's been awesome I had no idea how much I would enjoy it um I had never really grown anything before um and I got a few seeds um from a reputable seed bank and I've been growing um I've been growing things (laughs) and it's (laughs) and it's been a lot of fun um also uh I think I, you know that I've been having trouble with my arm. I have a torn rotator cuff. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, oh so God. I haven't talked about it too much. but So I have that going on, and it's sort of, um, it's keeping me from playing guitar uh, as, you know, as much as I did. And it really hurts, and so I'm trying to get that dealt with. Um, I need to get surgery. I'm petrified. I... I don't want to. <laughs> uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but- I feel your pain because I've got the same thing and it's just bizarre that we both got it around the same time and it's, you know, I fell over and it's just, it's so hard. I tell you what, you, it, you don't realise how much you use your arm for so many things until you can't use it anymore and that then it's debilitating, it really is. And you do... Um, I mean, I can only play for a certain amount of time now too. It's tricky, isn't it? Well, some of the you know littlest things like uh, I went to reach um, in the back seat to grab my sunglasses or the water oh. or whatever, and 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 it was like, are you going to be kidding me? You know, um, and just doing the littlest things, just like you said. So anyway, dealing with that and. Um, but uh, summer's here, so that's good. The weather's been finally <laughs> getting warmer here in Boston. Oh, um, good luck for you. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, have you seen any bands lately, or what have you? I been- did. 
Oh, my God. I saw, well, because I've been so busy and living in a bubble, I've only actually seen two um, live things since <laughs> I've been in this hiatus from the podcast. But the first one I saw was Van Duren. Okay. Who's a guy from Memphis. And he, there's a movie that's been made about him. And um, I won't go into too much detail about it, but he's a singer-songwriter and he was really on the rise. And um, I won't spoil the movie. You've got to see the documentary. It's I can't remember what it's called, but it's about this guy, Van Duren. And he's a really good songwriter. And he's just in that power pop vein, and he was affiliated with Big Star. Oh, I know um, who that. I know who he is yeah, now. Yeah. He's yeah. like it's like older, older. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Right, like from the seventies, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, he, I like him a lot. He's really good, and I went and saw him. Oh, my brother cool. and I went and saw I, him I in Melbourne. I didn't know that and, he was still performing or whatever. Yeah, well, you got to see the movie. I oh. haven't actually seen the movie yet, but so um, he's touring like and doing the movie, like support. Yeah, because okay. these filmmakers wanted to make they were Australian actually, and they wanted to make this movie about him, and and they did, and and then that spurned a tour because they were doing the movie and the shows, and hmm. um, he just had he had an Australian band with him actually, but he was so good. I mean, the songs are fantastic. Yeah, great, yeah. And um, so I really love that. I forgot to mention about that. Ah, well, cool. We haven't, been, we haven't been on the air, but um, but that was really good. So if, if you get a chance to see him, and I think he's still playing regularly around Memphis as well um, with um, his own band and stuff cool. like that. And it, it was just, just really good. And... Um, and then I went and saw the monkeys uh-huh. last week. Well, it was the Mickey and Mike show. Okay. And I tell you what, it was so good. Mm. And I've got to, I can't stress enough how good their um, their last album was. And, you know, you see these people and they have these reunion albums and you think, oh, yeah, it's just one of those greatest hits revisited while they, when they're old. But this album, it's actually called Good Times, um, and it was released in 2016, I think. But the guy who produced it is um, one of the guys from Fountains of Wayne, hmm. Adam Schlesinger, oh. and he and they. So he had um, like Jody Porter, who plays guitar in Fountains of Wayne. He played, and um, Mike Viola, the guy who plays with Ryan Adams, and. Um, they got all these other people to write songs. Well, I don't think they asked, but people submitted songs. Like Rivers Cuomo did a song, mm. wrote a song for it, and um, Andy Partridge oh. wrote a song for it. And so did Noel Gallagher and Paul Weller wrote a song together for oh. it. Oh, wow. Yeah, so so it was pretty cool. And um, Ben Gibbard did the... Um, the track that I like. I love that, that one. Magda- yeah. Magdalena. It is oh, I love that song. It? It's beautiful. And they did it live and it was really cool. And also the title track from that album, Harry Nielsen actually wrote and plays piano oh. and sings on it oh. because they found all these old um, recordings that hadn't been released. Oh. So they sort of mixed in old stuff with them doing new 
present day stuff. So uh, it was just really, it's a really good album. And like, you wouldn't think that it's just, you know, one of those revisit the past albums. It sounds new and contemporary and it's, they've just done such a good job on it. And Andrew Sandoval did some of the production on it as well. And he like produces the whole show, the whole live show. And he got me tickets. So thank you, Andrew and David Jenkins for <laughs> hooking me up with the tickets because it was so fantastic. I saw them in Melbourne last week and it wow. was really good. And Mike Nesmith hasn't been to Melbourne, he said, in over 40 years. Wow. So it was it was worth the price of admission just to see him. His voice was fantastic. Wow, that and is so cool. And he was funny as well. He just bumbled around like he did in the show, you know, like he'd bumble around yeah. and, then, and then launch into something amazing. So it was pretty good. I'm glad I went. It was yeah, really, it was, good for you. It was fun. That's cool. I know. And what about you? What have you seen? Uh, nothing. <laughs> oh, come on. I haven't. I haven't. Uh... I haven't seen anything. Well, you were a invited guest to go and see Better Oblivion Community I, Center. Well, yeah, I did. But didn't I talk about that? <laughs> not, not to the world, you oh, told me. Not to the world. Um, not to the world. Yeah, I uh, got invited by Phoebe, which was really great. Phoebe Bridges uh, invited me to the show that... She and Connor and their band uh, called the Better Oblivion Community Center did um, here in Boston, and it was it was really great, really great show. That's good. And um, wasn't there some funny thing about the outfit that you were wearing? <laughs> oh, did well, you tell me something about that? <laughs> yeah, um, well, it, it's not even a big deal but I had on a uh, I had just gotten this brand new boiler suit that for some reason I'm kind of obsessed with um <laughs> yeah that's to do with your gardening I bet no it's no I think I just think they're really cool uh yeah. and and I don't know anyone that wears a boiler suit so I showed up backstage there with my boiler suit feeling all cool and Phoebe uh, said, oh my God, you know, I've I've got the same boiler suit and I wore it last night. I'm glad I didn't wear it tonight because I'd, whatever, you know, feel dorky wearing whatever. And I, I, of course, felt immediately dorky because I'm like, I'm dressing just like you because I think you're so cool, whatever. <laughs> but I had no idea. And uh, I thought, well, how similar can this Boiler suit. So I saw a video from um, the, the show that was the night before, and the boiler suit is identical. And I thought, <laughs> wow, this is really weird. You know, this blue, like dark blue boiler suit, and wore. I was wearing it the same way, like crop, cropped up, and boots, and just whatever. So you know, like she's cool. I'm cool. You were on the wavelength. Yeah, man. Similar wavelengths. She's tapped into you. Do you know, um, I saw last week that um, the National have announced a tour of Australia for March next year. And you know who's opening the show? Really? Every show. Cool. Phoebe Bridges and band. Full That's band. Cool. Wow. I really want to go see them, but oh, God, I've seen the National a couple of times. 
I can't wait and, to hear uh, her new album. <laughs> yeah, me too. But we know that it's been it's been written for a long time. Yeah. It must be so hard to sit on songs. I know. Well, do you reckon that's why she does all those collaborations? What? Uh, well, maybe, right? To sort of help the time go by so you don't lose your mind. Yeah, exactly. Because then you're not just singing your own songs over and over again that are old now. Yeah. Cause, and that's the thing. You'd have to kind of keep your new songs in reserve because by the time the record comes out, you don't want to be sick of playing them. That too. Definitely. Mm. Um, but she's young. They're all young. They can do that, you know, just get out there and perpetually tour. And uh, I know. Yeah. And it's different these days. So it's fucking more different. Like a, oh, my God. It's more like a job these days well, than a but, party. <laughs> but it is, but it isn't because, you know, um, when we were touring – like we talked about before, you sit in a van and you might have a book or you listen to a CD oh, yeah. and you have to argue about who's going to listen to oh, what yeah. CD. And now they've got the <laughs> – and, and or crazy, you're so busy paying attention to the map, right, that, uh, you, you know, you go from the entire uh, state to the town to the uh, – you go from the entire state to the area to the city and then to the road itself. So you, you're going from one big page to a smaller page to an even smaller page. Like kids these days, they, they will never, they will never oh know this. Oh, my God. That map situation was the worst. I had to turn it upside down and oh yeah. switch it around and then you could never fold it back up properly. Oh, yeah. Then... But, but that's what I'm saying. So you're paying attention to the map. Um, or fighting over who's going to listen to what CD. Um, I... And you know what else? You had to, <laughs> if you want to, if you were smart, if you're in a band, in a van traveling, yeah, you'd actually learn to be really good at me- reading the map because that way you always got the front seat. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. If you were the good map person, you always got the front seat. That's true, actually. I love I love the map. I always love the map. I know um, you do. Yeah, I just love I love maps, but uh, yeah. But kids these days they'll they'll never know an atlas like we did with the Rand McNally. Oh, <laughs> so oh, ours was the Jacaranda uh, Atlas, and also now uh, you just listen to the Google Lady. Oh, we know. So anyway, when you're on tour now, right? There's a million you can be on Facebook, you can be on Instagram, you can be on Snapchat, whatever floats your boat, right? So it's yeah. it's like being online, you'd be online um, and it's what you'd probably be doing anyway at home. So there's so much more to, to do while you're on the road if you've got your gadgets, um, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So, and, you can, um, and you can take movies. Movies. And, and stuff. God. God. But you can actually like film stuff from the van and film, stuff. Film and, and, stuff. And I know. Keep your social media profile Everything. Active. You can have a life. Whereas, uh, like I've said before, back when we toured, it was like a bubble, and it was yeah. it was hard because it was boring. It was. It was really. It was boring. pretty boring, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. When we had our, I remember we did this one big 
big long like six week tour or something and it was in 96 or 7 I can't remember and we had two vans um, we call them Taragos but I think they're Siennas or something like that you call them but those Toyota you know that eight seaters or whatever and anyway we had two vans we had the good van and the bad van <laughs> I was always in the good van it was all neat and tidy <laughs> it was <laughs> like the girls van <laughs> <laughs> And the boys van, you'd stop somewhere and you'd open up that sliding door and all beer cans would fall out and it stunk and it was disgusting. And they go, Oh yeah, this is fantastic. I love it. But you know, that's that's always the way. Yep. It's always the way. <laughs> you, yeah. But anyway. But that sounds good. So tell me about the show. Was it good that um after you saw them because I know that I listened to the record and it took me a few listens but lately just lately I've been listening to it a lot and I can hear a lot of merit in that album in terms of the songs I mean it's kind of taken me years to understand the the way Connor Oberst sings but now I think I've got it worked out and I think I was telling the other day it's like he's cultivated a it's not an affectation anymore in his vocal. It's more of a style. Mm. It's like he's grown into himself. Exactly. I love that. And, you know, that is such a compliment, I think, um, yeah. to him. Uh, because, yeah, I think when he first started out, his his voice was, his delivery was a bit weird, right? It was kind of uh, hard to take. Um, uh, and, well... <laughs> And a lot of, it was shaky. It was kind of weird and whatever. Um, a lot of people but liked it. The, and a lot yeah. of people, like me, I wasn't used to it. So I naturally wasn't drawn to that voice. But now, you know, you hear him and you're like, oh, that's him. And it's yeah. smoothed out a bit. Um, but but yeah, you're absolutely right. That is so. That's such a great way of putting it. Yeah, it's a style and it's his own unique his style. Own, it's yeah. not like – because when you first heard it – well, when I first heard it, when Bright Eyes were just starting and I thought, oh, that's weird. What's he singing like that for? <laughs> and it was like, is he putting on an act or is right. it just some, you know, phase or what? But as he's matured as a songwriter and as a singer and as a performer, I think, yeah, he's just made it his own kind of thing and it's not something he's made it's obviously a natural definitely and and al and also he has sort of um you know he's rightfully um a career artist really um he's mm. an, he's a he's a great songwriter and he's got great taste in um songs right and he's stayed with it and he's picked the right people to align himself with too. These young up and comers like First Aid Kit and Phoebe Bridges, for example. I'm I'm sure he's sort of worked with other people as well. But you can tell how they must have really like gone. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> he wants to work with me, kind of thing, because he was right in the prime of their teenage years. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. And you. You can imagine young indie kids being drawn to him. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, so they're, he's probably a bit, he's a bit older than them. So they would have been, 
um, young, exactly, and and probably their hero, one of their heroes. And uh, fast forward ten or you know twelve years or whatever, and all of a sudden mm. your hero asks you to make a band with him. I'm sure that uh, that is so cool, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I can't even imagine. It would have been, uh, you know, I mean, how could you pass up that opportunity? Yeah. But he's smart too because he's obviously, you know, recognised the talent early mm-hmm. and the that there's something about these people like First Aid Kit and Phoebe and he's realised that, hang on a minute, I can get, I can expose my music as well as... You know, because it's crossing the generations now. Because let's face it, he's in a different generation to them. A little bit, yeah. Because he's just at that threshold of having older fans and then bringing in the younger fans and also bringing his fans to the younger people's music. Because, you know, what what did we say? A while ago we were talking about how, you know, people don't listen to music after a certain time yes. new music what yep. was that what was that age again it 28 that was the oh, age 28. i had guessed it too and i was right that's right and i yeah. said 30 something i <laughs> <laughs> see i picked the wrong thing again even though you told me the answer Uh-oh. um but yeah it's like that thing of opening these people over 28's ears who might have followed connor all the way and yes. now they're thinking oh hang on these people are really good and they're actually newer music than I would normally listen to. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, pretty so cool. Yeah, so how about that? Mm, very So good. the show was great um, and, uh, yeah, the people just love them. Just love, 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 love them. Was that great. was at the Sinclair, wasn't it? It was at the Sinclair and um, they would – uh, like Phoebe would do a Bright Eyes song, Bright Eyes, oh. um, uh, Connor song, and Connor, Connor would do a Phoebe song. And they just had a lot of fun. You could tell that they were just pals and it was like no bullshit, just an amazingly great musical performance, very tight but natural. It was awesome. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And who was in the band? Were they um, a mixture of hers and his people, or were they just new people? Um, it was, uh, Christian Lee Hudson played guitar, which was, oh. and he opened, and it was unbelievable. I just love him. Isn't really he amazing? Great. I saw him open for her in Melbourne earlier this year. Yeah, and he played in her band as well. Just amazing voice, beautiful, really beautiful songs, really old timey, but. Um, you know, but contemporary at the same time. Like, it was just pure. Mm. Really, was, really talented, incredible guitar player, great songwriter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So he I opened agree. and he played in the band. And then it was mainly, I think it was mainly her band. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, that's good. Yep. Well, see, all these young players, they're all unattached, they haven't got ties. And they can just get in the van and go. Well, they won't have a van. They've probably got a big luxurious bus <laughs> with us. bunks and stuff in it. Yeah. Metal firecracker. Yeah. Do you know, as you know, I always listen to the jam all the time when I'm riding my bike. Because <laughs> okay. they make me go faster. They make yeah, me they pedal do. faster. But I had a, a bright idea that you're going to laugh at. 
I had an idea for a jam cover band. Okay. And it's called the Jim Jams and you get to wear your pyjamas. <laughs> oh, my God. And play jam songs. I'd be in for that. Can you imagine just being able to do gigs in your pyjamas all the time and play fun That's songs? very cool. So what's the first word? The Jim Jim Jams. Jim Jams. Okay. You know you call your pajamas your gym jams? No, I've never called them a gym oh, jam. That's well, cute. That's, that's what it is. But that's so Australian, right? Oh, I don't know. Gym jams. Because you add a Y to everything, don't you? Oh, yeah, jammies. <laughs> jammies. Yeah, we do add a Y to everything now that I think yeah. about it. Yeah. Well, some people do. I don't normally. <laughs> Maybe uh, do you call a surfboard a boardy? <laughs> no, boardies are your shorts. Oh god, no, that's so they're your board shorts. Oh my your god, and is it a board for like surfboard? Yeah, because your board shorts. Oh, that's, see, <laughs> I knew that there'd be some kind of boardy. Yeah. yeah, see, you listen, you listen to the dumb <laughs> things I say. Um, <laughs> unlike people out there, probably. Um, yeah, people say like Chrissy instead of Christmas. <laughs> and uh, what else is yeah. there? I can't think of any now. Brecky instead of breakfast. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, there's lots of them. Well, oh, there's lots of them. More will come to mind. Brizzy yeah, of instead course. of Brisbane. Tassie <laughs> instead of Tasmania. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Americans say funny things too, but I won't make a list. <laughs> Especially Boston people. I tell oh, you what. Yeah. But see, I reckon the Boston accent is very close to the Melbourne accent when uh. you think about it. It's, <laughs> there's certain words that you say the same. Like what? Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I, when I think about it, I'll tell you. How's that? Uh, well, <laughs> I can do a I can do a really good Boston accent. Well, that's because you're from there. <laughs> I know, but I can really like lay it on thick. I know. Okay, give us one. Oh my Say God. something funny. Okay. All right. Um. Let's see. <laughs> Dude, so I was fucking driving down fucking ninety five. I had just fucking left Waltham, right? <laughs> and I had to go. I had to go to. I was trying to find a fucking Dunkin' Donuts and all I could fucking find was fucking Whole Foods, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. That is the best. See, you've yeah. been immersed in it your whole life. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I could do a really big Australian one, but I don't know if I could. <laughs> I mean, I could, but I don't know if I could suffer the, the <laughs> humiliation of it. Oh because everyone has that stereotypical Australian accent of, yeah, how you going? <laughs> What's happening? How's that? How's that? <laughs> what are you doing, mate? G'day. <laughs> See, I don't talk like that. but No, you don't. Plenty of people think Australians all talk like that. Oh. We are all, we're not all cultural um, uncouth people, culturally uncouth people. But anyway, I, it's amazing how many when I lived in London, how many different um, well, in England, how many different accents, even in London. Right. How many different accents um, there were and 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 Boston, too, sort of. I can kind of tell the difference between, like, say, somebody from Marblehead um, to North Shore or South Shore. 
Yeah, well, it's just... a fairly big area and I can understand that because to me there's a whole different accent between Sydney and Melbourne and then there's another mm. one, a, a Tasmanian accent and there's a definitely a, a Western Australian and South Australian accent and a Queensland. Like it's very subtle but I can hear it. Like I can tell where someone's from based on how they talk. But see, people over there, over in America, they wouldn't know the difference even between Australia and New Zealand accents. But it's like Australia and New Zealand is very similar to um, the American accent and the Canadian Canadian uh, accent, for yeah. example. Like there's just those subtle differences. And they yeah. get angry if you think they're Australian and all of that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> A boat, a boat. Oh, yeah, all that. (laughs) (laughs) A boat. (laughs) Well, yes. Well, you're close to them anyway. You're up north. Yeah. (laughs) You got a bit of that in there. I'm sure. I remember I was in in London and I was walking by these two guys sitting on a stoop and I had no idea what they said. And um, the guy goes, I was sweating for the skis a lot, right? And I was like, what did he say? And uh, something about a geezer. geezer. <laughs> yeah, An old he geezer. said I was, I was right said, by uh, a geezer. He said, "I was waiting. I was waiting for a geezer." Like, oh, right? he's waiting for a geezer. An old he guy. He was waiting for a yeah. He was waiting for a, for a guy. <laughs> yeah, I understood that perfectly. <laughs> like right. <laughs> See, I can understand oh, English. That's okay because our things a lot like it. But anyway. Ah, of course. Yeah. yeah. See, we all of our rhyming slang and everything comes from English. So yeah. you, yeah. you know, hit the frog and toad and your <laughs> china plate, your mate, and your dead horse sauce, all that. <laughs> so that's, that's just another whole podcast right there. I know. <laughs> this is such an exciting podcast. Isn't it? I know, but still, I getting back to my jam story. The reason I've been okay. listening to the jam is because I bought a new guitar the other day. Ooh, I'd had my eye on it for a long time, and I was what waiting for the it? right one to come up. It's a uh, Rickenbacker three. Ah, ooh, three sixty. Is that a Paul Weller guitar? Yes. Yeah, of course. And it's really wow. good. It was a what year? Uh, it's a ninety-eight. Oh, okay. It's a ninety-eight, and it's it's nothing special, but it's just a good, good guitar. Because mm. I had a well, I've also got a. Oh, this is Guitar Geek City now, but I've got <laughs> a, <laughs> I've got a little John Lennon one, a three twenty, that was my first proper real guitar that I spent a lot of money on, and. I bought it, I think, in 1992, and it was a 1981, and I only paid 600 bucks Australian for it, which is unheard of because they're going for like three grand now. Yeah, which is pretty good. But um, anyway, it's just hard to play because it's three quarters size scale, and it goes out of tune a lot, and unless you're playing it all the time. So I thought, you know what? I just want to get a big size normal one. And I want a semi-electric like Paul Wellers. And it just materialised for a really bargain basement ah. price. And I and I got it because I've been working hard and I needed to yeah. reward myself. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I bought another guitar. But 
even though I play bass mainly these days, but you can always play guitars. And my theory is whenever you get a new guitar, you got to write a new song. So ah. I've got one on the boil for you to hear oh, one Oh, good. Day. Yes. Excellent. I have to just have the Do you time. have a title? No. I've just got the, the chords. That's where okay. you can come in and help me. Okay. <laughs> but we've been working on a title song for all the people that have been <laughs> requesting that we have a title song, a theme song. Ah, and we've been working yeah. on a theme song and we're very yeah. close to finishing it. But Very um, close. <laughs> <laughs> again, you're talking to the world's two biggest procrastinators here. It's a wonder yeah. we even get one episode off the ground, let alone 11. <laughs> I know, and then and then we, you know what happens is we'll turn the mics off and we'll end up talking for an hour, and they'll be like, so, it'll be so funny, like really, really good. But <laughs> yeah, like our conversation—I just love it. I love talking to you. You're so funny. I know, but the funny things happen when we're not recording. But that's good. That's what can, I just said. I know <laughs> we can keep them up our sleeves. I know because we still remember that. Because we still have the Cindy Brady problem. Of course we do. Of course, stupid microphones in our faces. Fuck this. I know we can't help it. But anyway, so what's coming up now? We'll we'll we've just had a bit of a catch up for the general public. I mean, we talk a lot, but we haven't had time to coordinate ourselves in the last few weeks. So um, this is a catch up for us as well as a catch up for you people out there yeah um so what's happening what's coming up annabelle's got a gig annabelle has a gig uh tomorrow which will have been (laughs) the last (laughs) it'll be in the past by the time time i get this up and running yeah uh annabelle's got some gigs and hopefully she'll be doing some bus busking as well um and yeah just uh have been doing my gardening and um, hoping that my arm sorts itself out yeah. without having to have surgery. Uh, but it's not likely. Um, and just uh, waiting for you to slow down your damn job. I know. Um, I know. And I'm going to. And it's going to happen because I'm going to have six weeks off soon. Because uh, Six you know, weeks. Here so in Australia cool. we get. Lots of lots of holidays, lots of vacation. Oh, you work time. hard and play play hard. That's great. Well, this is it. So um, yes, things are wind down, and um, I'm interested to see the fruits of your labour in the garden. So when I come to visit in September, I expect a nice green salad waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely, um, but we've got to line up some. Um, we've got to line up some good guests. So, um, give us some suggestions, people out there. Who would you like us to talk to? Because you know we could talk to ourselves till the cows come home. But I'm sure um, there's other people out there <laughs> that <laughs> that would be interested in a guest. So, um, send us in some suggestions if you like, and uh, any tips and tricks. New music tips, anything like that. Still working out whether or not I should buy a ticket to the National just to see Phoebe Bridges open. Depends how much the tickets are. We'll see. Uh, I think you should. 
I know. I should, shouldn't I? Maybe you should. Get of me course. Invita- maybe you should get me a written invitation. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so we'll we'll try and work on our theme song. We've got a few things happening on the boil, and um, yeah. Any 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 uh, and thanks to all the people that have written in. We'll get back to you eventually. We've just been busy, busy. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, so let's uh, let's wrap it up. And again, we haven't had a big argument. We haven't gone <laughs> into Siberia or anything like that. We're we're back on track. And um, the loony hope, bin. <laughs> yeah, the loony bin. I'll be in the loony bin soon. But, yeah, you will. Uh, <laughs> I know. And um, yeah, so. Thanks to everyone for sticking with us and we'll be back. Thanks, everybody. All right. See ya. All right. See ya.